0: Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes, with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts.
1: Hi, I'm Franco Luna Puma Podcast. You're listening to Teka Teka News. Balitang thinking, hindi breaking.
0: In this episode nakatatlo limang retest to kami yung ibang bagong ay bumubuhos parehong ang tubig. So ang sinang susunod na ginawa namin uh, applying their own method. Uh, ngayon ay uh, inatasa namin sila na to comply with the uh, the contractual obligation.
1: We talk about the Duterte administration procured train cars, which were found to be leaky.
0: Uh, bumiliho ang gubierno ng uh, 2017, uh, pero nung dumating huwido ay hindi huwain natin nagagamit sa pagkat ang 80 na dumating sa ating bansa ay may water leak. In other words, hindi natin pweding ipagamit sa pagkat kapag umulan bakat pati sa loob ng mga bagong ay ulan din.
1: You just heard Cesar Chavez. He's Undersecretary for Railways at the Department of Transportation. He was speaking before the House Transportation Committee in a hearing on February 16. Yes, you heard him right. 80 of the 120 train cars bought for the LRT1 line were found to be defective because of water leaks. The trains were manufactured in Spain and Mexico by Construcciones y Auxiliar de Ferrocarriles, or CAAF. But
0: who's responsible? Here's Yusek Chavez again. Nangyari po ito so panahon ng na hindi nakapagpadala ang ating uh, pamahalaan para sa factory acceptance test. Alam niyo naman po 'yan, Mr. Chair, na bago dapat dalhin dito sa ating bansa, mayroon dapat mga technical na pupuntaron at sinusuri. 'Yun po ang nakalimutan po natin.
1: Because of the pandemic, nakalimutan nila. To make matters worse, Chavez said that repairing the defects on each of the cars would take more than a year. The trains were intended to service the Cavite extension of the LRT-1 which will open eight new stations from Baclaran to Bacoor. Those stations were supposed to service an extra 300,000 daily passengers. The government has since given the contractor a deadline to submit its quote-unquote rectification plan.
0: So, the decision of ho- the Department of Transportation immediately upon learning this July, Wag ituloy ang bayad hanggat hindi li na rectify because ang nasa terms of reference, so dapat ang bawat bagon ay uh, uh, continuous laser welded. Yun know ang nakalagay. Pero ang ginamit ho ng ating uh, contractor ay uh, sealant
1: By the way, the trains were purchased during the Duterte administration and delivered as early as October 2021. So it's curious that the department only disclosed this now. As of press time, the DOTR says the Cavite extension is just 68% complete. Yusek Chavez says the good news is that the contractor still has time to fix their mistake as the contract is still active. But the thing is, we've seen this before. Remember that China made Dalian trains? Just a reminder. Under the Aquino administration, the government bought the 48 trains to serve the MRT3 line. But once they got here, the government claimed there were signaling and weight issues that made them incompatible with our tracks. More than 30 remaining coaches are still being tested in their depots today. Chavez actually had an update on those trains at the hearing.
0: Ang alam ko po, walang kaso. Ang alam ko po ay ginagawa ng paran ito para maging operational. Ito nga po yung binabanggit ko na ang gusto natin. Within the next two years, magamit ito. Uh, kaya nga ako uh, kuko ni natin ang serbisyo ng halibawa naprobnarin po na kasasaneda ICC extended yung ating loan kasama sa trabaho ng extended loan yun ayang pagayos na nandalian.
1: We're pausing for a quick break. Now, when we return, we speak to transport experts about this mess.
2: Yes, it's, it's unfortunate if uh, that is the case because we need to put into operation as much additional mass transit capacity as we can. We already see that every day uh, the lines are getting longer, the queues are getting longer for commuters, uh, in, and especially LRT1 is uh, so important. That's Transport Planner Robert
1: C., He's co-convener of the Move As one transport coalition. He says mistakes like this point to a need for more institutional capacity within the DOTR.
2: It could have been perhaps considered to hire an expert, you know, even from even from that country or maybe from a nearby country to actually take the visit and do the inspection. Even if, let's say, Filipinos were not able to travel, uh, perhaps there could have been uh, someone else that could have executed that inspection, another expert that could have done that inspection on our behalf. It's still early in the Marcos administration. One thing I am hoping that the uh, uh, Secretary uh, Jimmy Bautista and his team will work on is the institutional strengthening of DOTR. We know that the institution needs many more staff and many more qualified staff. Right now, the contingent of uh, what we call regular staff within DOTR is only uh, several hundred. While in many other countries that cover, you know, maritime, uh, aviation, uh, road-based transport as well as rail-based transport, usually you have two thousand to three thousand staff managing and planning those types of services. At the same time,
1: the LRT-1's operator is proposing fare hikes, which they say is meant to ease their reliance on government subsidies. If passed, the new fares will range from 17 pesos to 44 pesos, from the current 11 pesos to 30 pesos. The LRT-1 is operated by the Light Rail Manila Corporation, or LRMC. It's a private consortium composed of subsidiaries of Metro Pacific Investments Corporation, Ayala Corporation, and Macquarie Infrastructure Holdings. Now, this is what Attorney Jimmy Sanchago had to say at a public hearing at the DOTR office. He's the LRMC's general counsel. Iko,
2: yeah, lahat po ng halos ng mode of transportation na bigyan naku ng fare increase and subsidy, LR- ang LRT1 ko ay hindi. LRT1 po sa ngayon napinakamurang mode of mass public transportation. Mas mura po kami guys sa jeep, and we're asking the unit to to approve our fare increase because. The power rate is already increased. Inflation is uh, has already caught up with us. And if we do not
1: increase the fares, fare deficit by 2025 will be around 5.7 billion. Over the weekend, the LRT1 also suffered a power outage that left three whole stations out of commission for most of the morning rush hour. And as we know, when one mode of transportation goes down, the entire system collapses. Commuters found themselves stranded without any options. Birmo sarado ngayong station, puno mga jeep. That begs the question: Why does losing just a few stations make the entire transport system collapse? We saw this during Holy Week when the LRT 2 and MRT 3 were suspended for maintenance on a working day. Robert C. from Removers one has an answer.
2: Today we face a shortage of public transport on almost every route. This is the problem. So once, you know, one major transit line or public uh, transport route is uh, non-operational, people are automatically forced to find other ways to get to their destination. So it automatically, you know, overloads further any other uh, transport service that is in operation.
1: In the meantime, the Philippine National Railways is being suspended to give way to the construction of the North-South Commuter Railway project. That's at least 20,000 daily riders who might have to redirect their commutes. And even the Metro Manila subway is struggling with the age-old problem of -of right-of-way issues. Yusek Chavez at the hearing said the subway's opening might be delayed to 2029. That means commuters will have to keep waiting for the promised Golden Age of Railways in the Philippines. We leave you with transport planner Ira Cruz. He's the director of think tank Altmobility Philippines.
2: The government should be planning on a systematic approach rather than programmatic and project based. Because not the rail sector. That's why we shut down the LRT, walang sumalong, uh, redundant service dun uh, that led to a lot of people walking. The stretch of Taft Avenue. That's the case for 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 really having a transportation system where where there is a proper uh, handoff from one mode of transportation to the other, or, a, or or where there is an alternative for for people to take on. Uh, the idea is that if one mode of transportation fails, then people should be able to seamlessly transfer to another.
1: And that was today's episode of Tekateka News. Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Pidoy Blanco and produced by Kat Ventura. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Tekateka News and Puma Podcast on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Thanks for listening.